0: Live and not debating this in the media. It's the vocal minority podcast. Well, where would I debate this then?
1: Yeah, where else am I supposed to like go for timely opinions and thoughtful conversation? I
2: don't know. If I take this to church on a Sunday, is it called a mass debate? I raise your voice. Oh. Oh. Man, I can't I'm just trying to get a grip on it. <laughs> <laughs> that Bishop need polishing over there? Huh. Terrible masturbation jokes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quality Catholic jokes, though. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, this is experience talking. Just rich- have,
1: I'm just like, I just have like Alanis Morissette, one hand in my pocket, running through my head. Anyway, um, well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Volk Minority Podcast. Uh, the podcast that loves a two-year-old cup final. Let me tell you, they're delightful. Um, On this week's show, you know what most of this show is about. You don't need me to tell you. We're going to talk about, you know, the Voyager's Cup. What else is there to talk about? It'll be fine. Uh, This week's panel loves the posh seats, but not the results. Say hello to Mark Hinckley.
2: I make no apologies for my choices of seat. You benefited Mm -hmm. from it, Kristen. Oh, seats were fantastic. And... Tony would have benefited from it, but he was busy. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of Tony, Hello. purveyor of fine two soccer tweets, it is Tony Walsh.
0: Not just me. I'm, I'm just a cog in their their Albanian soccer business wheel. Bro, you've been killing it. Don't even.
1: Take the compliment, man.
0: They've been fantastic. Really. Really. like. like I mean, I'm just, just no. part of the Albanian. Part of the Albanian team, that's all. We, that's we, we fine. But like I know you like typically. Double Eagle quality, is proud of you. You know, do quality tweets
2: in general, but this has been like premium shit. I get paid I'm, in yak.
1: I was gonna say, whatever level of yak you're getting, it is it is doing, oh, it's, it's, doing good it's doing
2: you good. Yeah. Is it true uh, that they have like a Wagyu yak, but they don't call it Wagyu, obviously.
0: Yeah, it's up in the the uh, mountains near uh Duresh. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it? Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> Trana, Trana. Uh, well, as for fear me. And guilt. <laughs> um,
1: oh, still upset about TFC winning the Voyagers Cup. Uh, Duncan's not with us today. Yeah, <laughs> he's just to talk about it. Um, as for me, I do love a Hamilton road trip. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now on our show. It's
2: a good road trip. Over here.
1: Up, it is what we watched, and what we watched was the voyagers Cup 2020 final at the Timbit box, or whatever we're what we calling Tim Hortons fields, the donut shit. box, whatever,
2: whatever Timbit, Tim Hortons related movie. nonsense. You want to throw that, that way? The coffee grounds, and I'm actually okay with that one. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I like yeah, that. I, 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 that's it. That's done. That's what apologies. we're calling it from now on. The coffee apologies grounds. Whoever came up with it, I, it's not that I, I'm not claiming it. Not claiming it. But that is a fabulous fucking
1: name. That is fantastic, and that is that is its name going forward uh, into perpetuity. That's wonderful. Um, so yes, on Saturday night, the twenty twenty Voyagers Cup final between Toronto FC and uh, Hamilton was finally, sorry, Forge FC was finally played, and what a fun game! And I and I'm not talking about the results. I would have I would have said that the results had gone the other way can i
0: ask a question fun. before 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 you guys recap the experience yeah, yeah. what was it like back in the year 2000 20
2: 20? or are you just saying like hamilton? oh
0: sorry 2020 yes yeah, sorry 2020 i mean it what would have been
2: like... a good joke if hamilton was like you know so behind if they're 22 years behind
0: mm. um, sorry 2020 yeah like the, the the you know early days of covid same good amount times. of usage i guess mm. Hot spots everywhere. People thinking it was going to be over in just a few weeks.
2: Oh, yeah. Nobody was socially distancing. Except us. We had kick-ass seats. Oh, my God. We had
1: great seats. So, yeah. All right. yeah. Before we get into the game, so let's just talk about Mark and my seats because fabulous. So, Mark and I got to the match, and we were going to go be with Hamilton – the battalion and it was in full on sun. Okay. And Mark and I, if you've never met us, we are very fair skinned people. I'm, we are I'm, sometimes translucent.
2: I have gone on the record on this show many times about how the sun can go fuck off. This is a, still one of those situations. You can go Def, balls. Definitely
0: not Mediterranean Lotharios like me and Duncan.
1: Well, yeah. seriously, okay. the two of you and your melanin, like, honestly, I just think that's unfair. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark and I could burst into flames if we are in the wrong. If I think the about
2: the Phoenix Suns long enough, I start to get a rash. <laughs> 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 that
0: ball, man. It's inflammatory. Indeed.
1: So what we decided was for the first half, we would go sit on the other side of the stadium. we just find some random seats and we'd sit in the shade, which we did. Find lovely seats, you know. And now down near the end, so as to not take up expensive seats that were obviously going to be occupied. And, you know, what was it, like 15 minutes into the match, maybe, um, some lovely stadium personnel person came up and said, um, and very politely, excuse me, um, I think you guys guys might not be in your right seats. And Mark is like, we are absolutely not in our correct (laughs) seats." (laughs) it was great it was like it's like we know we're not gonna hide we will move it's fine we're not even gonna fight because we know we're not in the right seats and instead of being like yeah get the fuck out of here you you seat poachers um she offered to relocate us. So she takes us over to guest services and pulls out her envelope of tickets. And is like, yeah, I'll just relocate you guys for the whole match. And we're like, oh, well, we're probably going to go the other side of the second half. She's like, oh, okay. Well, then the accessible seats at the back are all free. No one's taken those. Take some of those.
2: Pardon. Okay. So, <clears throat> fun fact about Tim Hortons Field, AKA the coffee grounds. Um, if you ever, ever have to go to an event And you're looking for a pair of seats that will literally leave you virtually undisturbed. Get the, uh, this sounds awful, but they're quite often available. There's accessibility seats at the back of the section. They're in pairs and then there's space. More often than not, they do not sell those tickets. I know this because my uncle had a pair of seasons tickets for the Ticat sat in those seats and was never questioned. And more often than not, his neighbors were also not in need of those seats. It's not evil. It's just availability. Nobody will ever get in. Nobody could possibly stand in front of you. It'd have to be 12 feet tall. Nobody will stand behind you because there's a line and there's security. Nobody will almost stand beside you because there's spots that are designated. It is the most private box you can get without actually having walls. It's amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. And so we got a better view, better seats still in the shade you know that that, you just couldn't ask for anything more it was great it was absolutely great
2: you guys have changed Uh, (laughs) yeah no i'm posh as fuck right now (laughs) and i'll do it again honestly i'm I'm (laughs) i'm over the sun i'm over the shit i will genuinely consider paying a premium to not bake at a football match which is why that roof in the south end is bullshit at BMO. This fucking thing barely covers anything. I digress. Anyway. Great seats. Great, great seats. Great, great great, game. Yeah. Good so
1: time. so speaking of the atmosphere, not just from Mark and I's wonderful seats, um, almost 14,000 people came out for this match, which is fantastic. Like, the stadium was packed what they had open which was you know like all the lower bowl was 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 full on both sides it was loud it was energetic uh burton battalion shout out to you guys we could hear you the entire match even though we were opposite corner of the stadium from you but you were loud the whole time but everybody was into it we had this group of kids, this youth soccer team near us that were toronto fans <laughs> they were hilarious they were so funny. Oh my God. I, you know, they, they just like up on their feet yelling stuff all the time. Oh, they were more entertaining than the match at times, but it was great. But everybody super engaged. Everybody was really into it. Um, we ran into Mike Newell. Hi Mike. Um, and they were, you know, everyone that works for the, for the club and works for, for the coffee grounds was really pleased with the turnout uh, concessions were running out of foodstuffs because there were so many people there. Like,
0: well, it was it's from the year 2000. They had to get rid of that stuff. <laughs> oh, it's 2020. 2020. I keep saying 2000. Why do you
1: keep saying I... 2000? What? what I what? don't know.
0: I'm I'm pining.
1: Apparently, you're having some serious nostalgia yeah, two, happening in right in now. In
2: 2000, nobody was in the shade because the stadium was oriented <laughs> the other way, 90 degrees, the exactly. wrong way. Yeah. And we would not have been gushing about how our lovely seating experience would have been. No, I'm still, I'm still
0: just bummed that Y2K never happened. That's all.
2: Oh, eh, give it time. Three <laughs> is just around the
0: corner. Yeah.
2: But
1: but just the, for the atmosphere alone, and, and of course, and it was perfect weather. Like it really was, it was just one of those really good nights. Um, And then the game itself, you know what? That was a fun game and especially fun for most of it. I'm not trying to dig in here, but especially fun if you're a Hamilton supporter, because for large swaths of that match, they bossed it. Oh my God.
2: Oh my God. Forge should have won by so many goals. Thank you, Quentin Westbrook. Oh my God. So many goals. Like, Like, I don't know. I feel like it was a case of these guys can't be that good. Fine. Your own peril. Do what you got to do. But that was like, it was, and it was not like the first half was pretty much all forged. Toronto Mm -hmm. had like about a shot and a half. Yep. And I think one of them flew way over the crossbar. So it wasn't even like work had to be done. So like, it was incredible to see Toronto FC get just like just bossed around that is, yeah. that is I can't think of a better way to put that
1: other than in the first half other than Quentin Westberg Jaden Nelson and I'd say Pozuelo everyone else maybe Salcedo Salcedo always seems into the games you know sometimes to his detriment but the rest of them seemed like confused and very lackluster those guys were like Dudes, we have a game to play here. You should be doing things. Um, but yeah, Hamilton had pretty much full control that first half. It was, it was
2: again, it was a lot of fun to watch. Was... And the, and I, the I need. I almost needed like an another thirty minutes of footy. Like it was just such a good game. Yeah, and I was.
1: Yeah, I was sad that it went straight to penalties.
2: Like I mean, I knew I knew it was going to go to penalties. Oh yeah. I'm I'm actually kind of also over the the concept of extra time. I just like it's a like if you can't figure shit out, guys, in 90 minutes, what's 30 more? Like really, just go to penalties. Let's just tear this fucking bandage off. Um, and I don't know. It was just it was so much fun to watch, and I I hope I hope fair weather that went to the game saw enough of Forge to go, holy shit, th- th- this is, this is our team. This is exactly team? like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to use the football as a means of increasing ticket sales, the season's ticket sales, if that didn't compel you to at least go buy a pack or keep shit, just buy tickets to the next game, you didn't like football and you don't know football, to be honest, Hamilton looked amazing. They looked, yeah. they gave like, like against many other opposition, they play like they give no fucks as to who's across from them, and they play them as if they're playing anybody in the camp PL, and I love it. And, and and I think I said this to you, Kristen, that um, Bobby Smirniotos can never leave the Canadian Premier League. <laughs> <We> he can't <laughs> you leave the You did say this to me. Yes, you and, did. And, and the reason, the reason why is, is that he's got buy-in from players who know who the fuck he is and just supplements with people who just have to adapt. No problem. That's fine he goes somewhere else, unless he can take half the squad with him, he's never going to get to implement that system. He will be gone before it's enabled. And because they play such an incredible system where like the parts are very interchangeable and quite often when they are interchanged, you can't really tell that there was a change. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, I don't even know how to explain how like just it's creative, it's free flowing. Everybody knows where the hell to be at any given time. I feel like some of those guys can play with their eyes closed because they just know how far the how far the pitch that your, their player, their teammate's going to be, where he's going to be, and how that ball needs to be delivered. It's just it's it's a bit it's a bit like an orchestra. And I'm this I'll admit there's probably a little bit of, <clears throat> pardon me there's probably a little bit of homerism in there, but I've watched enough <laughs> footy. In and around, like follow a team. And it's like, I don't know anybody that's got a fingerprint of how to do a strategy that's so unique than what Forge does. It's crazy. I know that's, I know there's bias, but like that's, that's how I feel. It's just, I hope they sold a few packs, honestly. I hope they sold a couple extra tickets because it's, it's, it's a well kept secret for sports fans because they don't, they just don't know.
1: Yeah. Like you're, you're not, you know, you're not wrong. Like based on that match, based on that match that you would hope that people would be like, Hey, this ain't not bad. We should come back to this. Like that's the sort of match and the atmosphere like again, to have that many people come out. So you get, you get the good football and you get the great atmosphere. Um, so it really was a, a good advertisement for um for Hamilton's uh, team uh, for soccer at the coffee grounds, like that sort of thing. Like it, and, and it just, it was good. It was really good. Um, second half, you know, TFC subbed on, did some subs, got a little bit more involved. Paz scored another wonder goal. Um, and then the penalties. And normally I hate penalties, but I feel like this match had to end in penalties. because it's such a random match
2: yeah kind of kind of fit the narrative
1: it really did and then so uh friends of the podcast uh friends of ours uh indifferent mr and indifferent Ms on the twitters uh who we met up afterwards because they they gave me snapdragons and i love them forever um but we were talking about the match and how it turned out and with tfc winning mark i'm sorry but the closed, the closed time loop theory thing, made a lot of sense. She, she,
2: indifferent Ms. was not wrong. She was not wrong. She, she pitched that to the. She pitched that perfectly. It's like, yeah, one hundred percent. It was everything about it was like, yeah, it it wraps up, it wraps up this weird anomaly, quite tidily. Just like, yeah, no, she's she's nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. So, um, indifferent Ms. Duncan's probably not coming back. So if you want to be on the show, we've got. Does Duncan listen to these? I don't think he does. I no, don't know. God, no. Okay, just checking. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, that was, that was narratively perfect.
1: And so what, 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 what she said was, is that with TFC winning, it puts, it puts paid to any, TFC should not have been the CCL representative that year because if they lost this match, then, you know, they weren't the Voyager's cup holders, no matter what back, you know, backroom chicanery went on points, blah, 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 that made TFC be the choice that year. And it all seemed to make sense. Again, it's two years ago, pandemic time. It's like 10 years ago, who knows? Um, Or if you're Tony, it's 20 years ago. Um, But uh,
2: No lies detected.
1: But it all made, it, it, it. as she was saying it, I was like, you're absolutely right. It just lays all of that stuff to rest. TFC have won the 2020 Voyager's Cup. Therefore, everything else just melts away. The loop is closed. It was great. Yeah. Tony, what, th- what did you think of the match? Did you get a chance to, to, to see any of it?
0: Should never be spoken of again. <laughs> The loop is seriously closed. Too dangerous.
2: Close it tighter, boy. Close it. T- <laughs> whatever um, whatever
0: but- lab whatever lab was created to open this time hole continuum needs to be raised to the ground. No, It's too dangerous. Um, you don't don't mess with the stuff.
1: But I would like to. I would like to. The one other thing I want to talk about for this match um, is Quentin Westberg, and the fact that they would not have had, they would not have made it to penalties without him, because he was he was excellent. He had that was one of his better matches,
2: like I've ever seen him play. That was that was very much a undisputed man of the match performance.
1: Yeah that was oh by the way i'll be keeping the starting position for a little while performance that's what that was
2: and and i what i liked about it was that it was very definitive like his def- his defense let him down so often so often so often Jesus Christ. i mean i don't give a shit what what like what kind of excuses you come up with as far as well they played their b team no they didn't uh, there, this is just this is a this is Basically a glorified exhibition. Not the no, way they're holding that trophy, assholes. Um, exactly. Like this is this this game should never been played. No, it should have been played. It couldn't have been played. That was the problem. So you can't like, I I feel like the convenient narratives, which which Indifferent Misses kind of addressed in her in her tidy theory, um, I like though though accurate and it did kind of dismiss the outcome kind of dismissed the chance for those things to come up those are those are things stupid people would say and it doesn't matter what your opposition is if your goalie has to make that many key saves your defense sucks and i don't care how you like regardless of whether forge is you know on a league below or a league laterally or a league in another continent away they looked poor it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who the opposition was the oppo- the opposition made Toronto Seas defense look poor, look pedestrian, and Quinn Westberg made like I don't did they I, I couldn't once the game was over I locked out pretty much the rest of it. But if there was a man if there wasn't a man in the match award, it should have went to him, and it hopefully it did. Outstanding performance, truly outstanding.
1: Uh, yeah, he was, he was great. And, and I would like to point out that, you know, for those who, you know, yes, Alex Bono is generally the more acrobatic keeper of the two. Q, he made some, he made some stunning acrobatic saves in this match as well. Um, and yes, we all know that I am a huge Quentin Westberg fan. So I, I freely admit the bias, but this was an excellent match, you know, for everyone who's like, Oh, how did he play against Halifax? He didn't play as well against Halifax. In this match, he was excellent and has been, you know, it's amazing what being allowed to play for more than one match does for your your playing ability Um, because, you know, you actually are playing, not just practicing. Uh, It makes a massive difference. And over three matches strung together, he's improved on each one. So expect to see him. I expect to see him back as the starter when they come back in two weeks. So I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, anyways, delightful. Congratulations, Toronto. Mark, I'm sorry. I would have been just eh. as happy to see Hamilton win. Let um, eh. me not just as happy.
2: I'm. 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 I'm at peace with it. You know, like, like, like any good supporter of any club, you want to see trophies. You like to see trophies, and I also like seeing when Hamilton beats Toronto. And it doesn't really matter what sport <laughs> it is. I just love it. That's my thing. It's my thing. Sorry, Toronto. That's. You you've known this for years. It's not a secret. So um, this is just one of those cases. So um, the only difference is, is that I tend to quite like TFC when they don't play each other, which is not something I can say about other Toronto teams when that situation arises. So um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. I just I just wanted to would have liked to seen the the uh, the trophy that the trophy both physically and the mantelpiece that is we beat you for it yes yes understandable there'll be other opportunities okay
1: now into i guess sort of the main the main portion of this week's show um what we're all talking about <laughs> uh, so um we're, we're going to talk about the canadian men's national team oh oh how did the game against panama go you know um it's, it's really it's really out? hard to describe the match you know it's 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 yeah you know if you didn't see it then i just i don't know how to tell you about it um yeah that that just didn't happen um for the first time in some time we're having a conversation about the Canadian national team that isn't just like oh my god we have like the most amazing team ever um or the opposite of that (laughs) for some people it is the opposite of that so couple of days ago, a few days ago, uh, in leading up to the, the now not the, the match that did not happen on Sunday, Thursday, Friday, rumbling started coming out that, uh, the men's team wasn't going to practice and they didn't. And then they didn't practice the next day. So the two days leading up to a match, And sure, it's just a friendly, but it is being looked at as, you know, one of the warm-up matches. It was the rescheduled match after they canceled the match uh, with Iran. Um, you know, they went through hoops to get Panama to Vancouver, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. Um, the Manhattan practice for two days. That's not good for any athlete leading up to uh, an actual competition. Uh, and then two, three hours before the match on Sunday, the word came out that the men were refusing to play
2: and rude. What about my tickets? (laughs) What about me? (laughs) So at the crux of
1: all of this, at the center of this storm is compensation. Um, And how money that is being paid to Canada soccer from FIFA for qualifying for the world cup is being portioned out to um, the men's team and the women's team. Um, also within all of this is uh, uh, confusion might not be the right word. Maybe, maybe it is, is the players seeking clarification about uh, Canadian soccer business and their place in all of this um, in terms of a deal that Canada Soccer struck with them um, back in 2018. Well, basically when the CanPL was formed, because that's when Canadian soccer business was formed. Um, For those of you who don't know what Canadian soccer business is, (laughs) think about some in the U.S. and what their place is in U.S. soccer. Um, And again, both groups are formed, comprised of owners from the domestic leagues. So some in the U.S., it's MLS owners. CSB in Canada, it's CanPL owners. And they form an infrastructure for Canadian soccer,
0: I, know, thought looking, it was, what it, I thought it, what it what was on to soccer was what Canadian soccer business was, but that's okay. Sorry. That thing, that thing you say on the first date when you play for FC Edmonton, but you don't want to admit it. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Uh, Canadian soccer Canadian business. Canadian soccer
2: business? <laughs> Ooh, really? Oh, it's um, important. Buy me a drink.
1: <laughs> with this, with the formation of the Canadian soccer business, Canada um, Canada soccer, did cede some of their control over the sport within the country. Um, and they also, you know, within Canadian soccer business and the Camp of course, is the media pro, one soccer, uh, media rights to Canadian soccer games, which again, as if you've been trying to watch either national team play for the last few years, you know where you go to find them because there's only one place unless it's the Olympics or the World Cup because um, they couldn't get those rights. But everything else goes through these guys. Um, Anyway, so there has been a lack of transparency, uh, Mm a lack of communication with the team to hear it. Um, And the players said, you know, we've been trying since March to have discussions with Canada Soccer and they have ignored us. And it wasn't until a couple days ago that someone actually, you know, came to the table, like right before we're going to play.
0: People have to go so, on vacation.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, you have to go on vacation. Vacations are important. Um, anyway, it's not good. It's not a good look. Um, and, you know, as one of the things in the player's letter is like, you know, like there's been strange relationship between the players and Canada soccer for many years. And I think we all know that, right. You know, there's, it's, you know, supporters have had a straight relationship with Canada soccer through the years. Right. You know, we
0: all. By, by through the years, you mean the years.
1: Yes. Literally.
0: Yes. Long everything before. Bef- long before, before my my much, this last my, year. Yes. Lo- long before my much quoted year 2000.
1: Um. No, through the many, many years, you know, everyone fondly or not so fondly remembers SAC, the CSA. Um, which been, there's been a call for new shirts recently. Hmm, I don't know why. <laughs>
2: they had it coming.
1: So this came this came out of it sort of came out of the blue, and it, it happened very quickly. And I, I guess because they had expected to have a conversation with the CSA, and it wasn't happening, wasn't happening. And then when they had a conversation with the CSA a couple of days before the match, what was presented to them seemed ridiculous to the players. Um, you know, so they were asking for transparency and a review of the Canadian soccer business agreement because it's a 10-year deal. Like, they handed CSB the keys to the kingdom from the sounds of it. Um, but again, we don't know because no one tells anybody anything. Um equitable structure with the women's national team that shares the same player match fees. Now the women have also, and we'll talk about that a bit more, they've come out and said, eh, like, we're glad the men are mentioning the women. We want to discuss some of the language framing about this, but they also specifically mentioned the formation of a women's uh, domestic league. Um, and then how much of the compensation, the, the, the percentage of the world cup money. And, and again, this, Confusion about what everybody means by percentage, percentage of the gross, percentage of the net, what does this mean, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, the game was off. Fans were left hanging. Uh, an entire stadium full of staff and so on, left out in the dark. Um, and no word from Canada Soccer. Except for like eventually a terse two-line press release kind of thing, but nothing else. Everyone's just sort of waiting. Um, before we get into the press conference and and even pundit reaction, like what what? How do you guys? What do you guys just general? What were your initial thoughts, or what are your general thoughts on the whole situation?
0: Well, I think I think for many people, even people who follow the sport close or fairly close and probably taken a bit off guard this was obviously was bubbling under the surface but I don't think a ton of people really knew it was coming or expected it um I think my initial my initial reaction was just disappointment just a feeling of like oh fuck like after all this time things finally looked like you know they were turning a corner but and the more you dug, you know, and then this happens. It's like, oh, Christ, like, can we ever have anything nice in, in Canada soccer? Yep. You know, we, we, this is supposed to be a year where we're only do- dealing with positives and going to, like, the World Cup, and it was going to be awesome. It just feels like a just a mark, a scar on that. But, I mean, the more you dig into it the more you stop and think about it, I, I think we were so wrapped up in the excitement of, of qualifying that we forgot Really, the, the thread of this organization is the clubs, whether the women or the men, the, the sides, succeeded despite them. They haven't just succeeded because of them. They have succeeded despite the CSA. The CSA is obviously still the same mess it has always been, except the talent. Has uh, managed to paper over the cracks, and for that, it's been people have been easy on them because, on the outside, what we see, you know, the proof is is what we see on the pitch. But sure, when, you, women. when you when you women, yeah, women's gold, men going to World Cup, fantastic, lots to be positive about, and naturally you just think, oh, lots to be positive about on the pitch. Things must be okay behind the scenes, but you know, when you when you start taking the time and you start looking at their community, the way they've communicated and et cetera, et cetera. It just like, and and yes, there's plenty of the story. I'm sure that we don't know and plenty on both sides would like to, you know, say their defend their side of the equation. But like, I think for most fans, it's like, Oh, okay. You know, the men's side and the women's side have done these great things, but they've done it, you know, dragging a boulder behind them
2: Uh um yeah i i i obviously as what tony mentioned about this has been bubbling under the surface for a while and i mean that's quite clear and i'm 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 both surprised and not surprised that it's taken this long to come out like obviously during the qualification part like that's not something you want to have to deal with, but clearly it never got to the point where they had to deal with it mid qualification, because that might've derailed that pipe dream um, of, of making it and they made it. Um, but <clears throat> now is a good time. It's a friendly, it's, it's, it's disposable. It's expendable regardless of who's coming, why they're coming, where they're coming from, where they're playing it. It doesn't matter. This was this was this was an opportunity to, to go for it. Um, I can't say I'm again uh, very surprised by any of this. I also I'm not surprised by the reactions. Um, no, th- ever since it ever since it was announced that this was going to be um, abandoned, everything else has kind of been like, oh yeah, yeah, they're saying these things, they're saying these things, these people are supporting these people. And, and I don't know, I just, I've always had my suspicions of the amateur hour of of the CSA. And it, it kind of feels like, oh, it really is amateur hour, but that's because they don't want to pay anybody, but they'll happily take the money. So um, here we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, similar. Yeah, similar to both of you. It's 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 frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, And I think, yeah, Mark. I think during the actual during the Octo, there was no way they were going to. There was no way they were going to risk qualification. Um,
0: And who wasn't going to risk it? The players.
1: The players. They weren't going to. But
0: but kudos. But kudos to them. That this was going on behind the scenes and they still you know excelled despite it like that's you know, hard we all know what it's like to work for a place who doesn't you feel doesn't value you sure and it's hard to get Sometimes, i mean i know you play for your country and it's bigger than the federation for for most <laughs> athletes but it's still hard like when you feel downtrodden by your, your quote unquote employer, it's, it's tough to get up It's tough to get up and do your best sometimes. And so, and they did. So I, I you know, I think that, that needs to be recognized as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, what I was just saying is that, you know, like there was, regardless of what was going on behind the scenes with all of this stuff, that they were going to just continue to focus on the games mm-hmm. Um, and this, and, you know, with apologies to fans who traveled, Um, who bought tickets to the Panamanian team and Federation, all of the things like there's, there's, there's repercussions. There's, there's ripples from this that are going to take some time to repair um, for fans with the national team, regardless of what they think of the CSA. Like, you know, there's the team put a target on their backs by doing this, but this was the game in which they could do this because it's a friendly because yeah, well, yeah. there are again there's tons of ramifications again i've you know i've certainly seen comments from people who are like you know what i'm just walking away i i can't do this anymore sort of thing and i and i get that i understand people's frustration you know i couldn't afford to go so i personally am not out of any money um and i'm generally a support i generally support those who you know, from the labor side as, as whatever quote unquote worker are going to stand up for themselves and look for fair and equitable wages and representation and treatment from what is technically their boss. Um, but this was the match in which they could do it because there's no further, there's no further ramifications. Mm -hmm. The match against Curacao is an officially sanctioned match. If they struck for that one, um fines sanctions other possible ramifications within within football this friendly doesn't do that but what all except for what it does do is quest makes maybe other countries look at canada as a very questionable destination for for yeah. friendlies in the future right
0: well another another thing i know i'm probably jumping ahead a bit but no, you, you, talk about re- you talk about repercussions a real shame and this came to my mind a couple of times over the last few days is the great strides made under John Herdman over the last couple of years of attracting players who could have uh-huh. played for another country yeah and this just looks like welcome to our hot
1: mess well, aren't you glad yeah, you're it just here looks like,
0: it just looks like amateur hour and uh-huh. an organization that doesn't put its its players needs you know paramount like and when you're trying to attract a player who has a choice to play between canada US, the u.s uh, you know uk yeah. uh, sorry yeah. england or or you know whatever country maybe um yeah jesus it's it's it, it just feels like a giant step backwards of the of the progress we've made i mean the, the you know there's a core group of or at least a few very uh, integral pieces of the current squad who could have made the choice to go elsewhere or, or you know patiently waited for a shot with a, a more, uh, traditionally successful country. So yeah, it's this, hopefully that hopefully that's something that doesn't have a lasting effect, but, uh, you know, if you're looking at a federation, who's going to take care of you and part of it is also take care of your family because they're offering what a measly, yeah, you can bring two people to the world cup. Uh, you know, that's I think and that was, Oh work.
1: yeah, and they and they won't pay for like I I yeah. I forgot I forgot about that. Oh my god, like that's and that stuff seems so basic because you know every other federation is like paying for players' families mm-hmm. and paying and and getting like more than two tickets. Like, come on,
0: two okay. tickets. No, no, Devil's Advocate obviously CSA is not one of your wealthier, wealthier federations in the world. True. We know that. There's just for a number of reasons they're not. But you know this is about being a classy organization and just like those little things like taking care of players needs and like when it extends to their families those are the things that go a long way into uh, having a much smoother negotiation when you start getting down to the uh the dollars and cents of things so uh it's it's i mean it's a mess from top to bottom and and like i say it's it's like the it's like the truth has been hiding in the dark and just being Due to the results of both programs at the senior level over the last uh, few years, so yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of repercussions. Like, like John Herdman, you want to stick around? If this is if this is a continuing mess, mm-hmm. do you want to stick around after the World Cup when you're going to have probably a bunch of offers on your plate? Yeah. Four years, four years <laughs> is a long time to hang around with these clowns. And how much? And and how much of
2: that? Like, even if they give you the money, that. You know, they match the next best offer, or they—you know—it's he just really likes it here. They just compensate him a little better, give him the raise that he deserves. I like—are you willing to endure with all the bureaucratic nonsense that they're willing to go through for their own special interest, greed, shit contracts that they signed? Yeah. Like, how much? Like, how much of it do you want to endure when you when you can go somewhere else? You can go. You can go play your trade at a club, start fresh, not have to deal with any of that bullshit. Actually, have the support you need to do your job as effectively as you think you can, and be done with this. And it's 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 frightening to think like like that's 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 the sh- that's that's a bit of a long term ripple effect. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know when his contract is up, but it's probably based around the cycles, as most of them seem to be. Um, I'm pretty sure. A guy who took let's this country, put in air quotes, to the World Cup for the first time in thirty-six years. Um, he could probably pick whatever destination he wants.
0: Well, there's been a lot of whispers of interest from championship kind of level clubs in england you know Mm -hmm. obviously being an englishman it's such an easy transition for him to return home and apply his trade and you know he's gonna have opportunities of course most most managers uh after a world cup you know have an opportunity to parlay that success into you know and and it's funny it works in reverse unless you're a manager of one of the really giant countries and you fail then your stock falls but i mean oftentimes when you're uh You've pulled off a little bit of a minor miracle with a smaller country like Canada. And then the, your stock is rising no matter what your uh the uh how the your appearance goes at the World Cup. So that yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But like yeah,
2: Milutinovic well made an entire career based on that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Just bounced from from nation to oh, nation. Yeah. And then he was and he's still pulling balls out at the uh at the World Cup draw. <laughs> Good ball. Yeah, that ball. could be that could be you, John Herdman. Um but like I not nothing to base this on. I have no idea about the finances, how the finances work, but the fact I I was wondering, uh, and there's no way to know this if so, you know, they get their certain profit levels from appearing in this world cup wondering Mm -hmm. being hosts. Like, I wonder how much of this is positioning for CSA and their, whoever their, you know, shadowy money handlers are in the background. Um, if the profit levels rise being the host in 26 and making sure they have a sweet, you know, deal where they don't give too much of the players now is also looking at 26. I, I don't know. I, I could be, it's just a thought that popped in my head, nothing to base that on at all. But uh, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I, I wonder what the profit levels look like as host versus uh, participant. No idea.
2: Also to uh, just to go one step further with the whole Herdman talk, if there are players who have who who are on the cusp of making a choice which national team am i going to play for
0: yeah
2: like that's the thing too you know like whatever whatever nickel and diming they're trying to pull does nothing for their stock these are players that get locked in mm-hmm. and you can lock yeah, in yeah. a player based on formation philosophy but money will money makes a big difference uh, especially if you're traveling halfway around the world to to play either a friendly or even a qualifier, yeah. like that's that's a lot of time and wear and tear. You might be better off just either playing for another country or just passing in general. It's like this isn't worth the headache. Look what those guys are going through, and yeah. they qualified for a World Cup, and their and association to- sold them out for to to Canadian soccer business mm-hmm. for 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 future considerations, and the future's here. Yeah. Shit. Well, well and that's the know,
1: thing. That's,
0: that's something they didn't expect. Well, obviously. that's the thing.
1: They didn't expect them to qualify, right? Like Yeah,
0: so which is sad. They which they sold is sad. the future based on, well, we're this middling country who's, you know, not likely to do anything much. And hey, we might get to host in 26. That's gonna be an appearance. And so they this is an organization who seems entirely unprepared for success.
1: Yeah. The thing with the kits. Um, that's still an ongoing issue and has been ongoing for over a year now, um, for both teams, for both the women's side and the yeah. men's side. Well, they didn't. Um, I
0: mean, they didn't. They didn't know how to celebrate the women's team winning gold medal. Uh, but you know, that has been a running joke on this show for a year and whatever it's been. Yeah,
1: and, and sure, you know, pandemic considerations factor into sure. some of these things. However. Um,
0: but, but going so, just sorry quickly just, no, just, uh, just just one just one more point to what Mark was saying because because I think he's he's bang on but like as as the players as the level of players um on uh, we'll just talk about the men's side for now um increases the, their level the clubs they play for the level they have in mostly European football or you know some of the higher levels of MLS their salaries are getting better they're they're not struggling like canada players of 30 40 years ago so i don't necessarily think the fee they're getting from appearing for canada is going to be the be-all and end-all of their financial reality at the end of the year but it's how they're treated so yes the money is important and but it's from a fairness point of view Mm -hmm. is are they getting a fair share yeah, and and but but also too, it's all the it's all the residuals around it. It's how they're being treated. Are they being treated like it's a first class organization? I'm gonna guess. I have nothing of basis. I'm obviously never been anywhere near the Canadian uh, program. Like how the players are treated, but I'm I'm gonna guess right now, it doesn't feel like they're being treated first class.
1: Yeah, and that certainly seems to be the that certainly seems to be the. a a running theme through their communications um, throughout Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: these past few days. And, you know, I think what was, I think what's been interesting, and and again, I'm, and I am glad that the, that the women spoke up and and I, I hope that the two teams, the two squads are speaking to each other instead of just through tweets and stuff. And then, yeah, and I, you know what, as much, so the only, maybe the only thing that I will give even the tiniest little bit of credence to from, from Bontis is, you know, negotiating through the media or, or handling this through the media or whatever instead of, but sometimes, you know, if you don't go public, nothing happens, right. Because obviously keeping it private wasn't changing anything. So again, I'm hoping that the men's teams and the women's team are, are conversing together. Um, I'm hoping that they're talking to the union. Uh, PFA has been, you know, I, you know, apparently I, I think they've been talking to the team or they've been trying to talk to the team. Like obviously something they've been talking about for over a year about wanting to to represent all Canadian players. Um, they already have a, a, a toehold with the women's team. Um, would love to have, you know, and, and obviously the men's team need, some sort of assistance with this right like by all accounts they they didn't have they didn't have any like they've they've done this themselves now you've got veteran players on this team who have you know traveled the world played the world know their way around a football contract that sort of thing right so it's not that they're coming at this completely blind but um you know having having a, a unified voice having someone to help them um, and maybe, you know, if the, the union had been involved earlier, similar to issues with the Camp PL players, um, this could have been resolved sooner. This wouldn't have had to happen.
0: And that's such a funny point though. And, and we've talked, I, I know it's, we're, we're talking mainly about two individuals right now, but the perception around Canadian soccer, and I don't mean the CSA and CPL, but just general Canadian soccer, why does it seem like so many anti-union people are, are rising to <laughs> are the top involved, of, 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 of Canadian soccer. Like it's really weird. Okay. It's probably, a, probably I'm probably incorrect in that perception because there's thousands of people working in Canadian soccer, but two, pro, two very prominent people over the last few years are, you know, renownedly uh, have anti-union uh, oh, news. Oh, yeah. So
1: it's yeah,
0: kind of a very uh, unusual. Well, like one is one is not necessarily unusual, but, uh, uh, a, f- a couple a few who knows how many like very strange
1: and always people in power um mm-hmm. so yeah um god it's this conversation like we could do we could we could talk for hours about this um but a couple of things i think that we sort of want to focus in on now we are going to talk about the match against curacao we're going to close our show with that because it is happening the players did return to the pitch yesterday um, for training. They trained again today. Um, they released a statement today saying, or, or Canada Soccer released a statement. Anyway, they're going to play. And we kind of always knew that they would. I, I really, I didn't have any doubt that the match on Thursday um, was going to go forward. I, I knew that I, because again, the match on Thursday has different ramifications surrounding it if they chose not to play it was a much different situation. Now they could have done it. Who knows? Maybe if talks Sunday night hadn't gone well or well enough that they agreed, maybe I, I could be wrong. Maybe they were ready to toe the line and just be like, no, fuck you all. Um, I don't know. But
0: how far, how far uh, just, uh, yeah. this is, this is a blue sky question for, okay. for both of you. And I guess how, how far do you think they should push it? Say, say, they say they were not, getting anything there was no movement should I, I know there's ramifications by not playing that curacao match from fifa from uh Con- etc would it should they should like <laughs> if if they I were yeah exactly like like I, I don't know i don't know the answer myself i i'm torn between being a a fan of canada not wanting to see canada risk any kind of like Penalty or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's available out there as a penalty from FIFA, but like obviously don't want to risk anything like that. But at the same time, it's like if they weren't getting anything, how far, like, how far should they push it?
1: I, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Cause part of part of this whole thing, and, and this is, this is, this is an issue within multiple layers of, of Canadian soccer and North American soccer. Um, is is how everything gets very shrouded in secrecy right um and it's uh it's had it it makes all of this more toxic from a from a fan perspective from a player perspective like because nobody knows what's going on because everything is kept so hush hush so secret secret. yeah i don't Um, think
0: anyone could could clearly i'm sure someone would give it an attempt and I, i know that but like for the average fan out there i don't know if you could clearly look at the pyramid of uh, different organizations that are involved with csa canadian soccer business media pro blah 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 i don't even know like and explain well, to exactly. me how explain to me how the where the money goes who is responsible who gets for it, how what's it the flows. percentage
1: yeah, and, like, and that's the thing and the players clearly are like well why did no one tell us about this deal with canadian soccer business don't you think we should know because we're the players and this is, we're the one, you know, like, like, like there's, there's, there's a, there's a clear communication disconnect at a very, you know, fundamental level, let alone mm-hmm. explaining it to the fans. Yeah. And, and, the,
0: and the sad thing is it, it could be perfectly. um Logical and make
1: all sorts of sense. Yeah. But nobody but knows what it is.
0: Exactly. That, that, the the, the sh- shroud of secrecy or as I say, shadowy, as I called it earlier on, is, is like, adds this layer of, uh, it, it makes people go, huh, something must be going on that isn't, you know, necessarily right. And while it very well could be. It could just be a, a, it could be a very, you know, convoluted, path, you know, path of where money's going and stuff, but it could be all very above board, but just by everybody being confused and these rather faceless, like, canadian soccer business media prize to us they're just logos yeah you know there's no face to them or i i don't know who the hell you know is involved with them like i'm sure we could look it up but you know for the average fan most you know fans in other countries don't think about their federation and then how the money flows like they just that's the federation that's rfa or whatever you know and whatever it, it, it's i'm sure i'm sure this similar situations uh, exist in other countries uh, maybe that don't have uh, a large um, infrastructure maybe but yeah the whole thing i mean it's just it's confusing and adds to the it adds to the um the side of the story that i think people are having a lot of trouble with
1: well you know people the players jur- journalists like i i've had i've had i've gotten um, not messages from journalists, but messages from friends, uh, from people that I know who follow the sport, who are soccer fans, both at a local and a national level, who had no idea that CSB existed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and so I'm trying to explain to them and I'm doing my piss poor job because like, I, I know they exist. I remember when they were formed. I remember reading about it. We talked about it when it happened. You sort of don't pay any attention though. You know, it exists. You know, it's part of Canadian soccer. You know, it's hand in hand with the PL and all that stuff. Or at least we know, but you know, it's just sort of stop thinking about it. And, and that's probably the way they like it. Yeah. Um, but the number of people, again, that I know that are... You know, not just not just tertiary, not just peripheral fans of the sport who, you know, I know watch and pay attention, who had no idea that this even existed. Um, So, again, so it makes you wonder what the you know, what was the player's understanding of this stuff, Um, which is, again, where all of this is coming from and the fact that. You know, there's often been a, you know, a fractured relationship between the players and the CSA. And, and if they've been trying to get this negotiated for, you know, two, three months now, like that's incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like this is something that should have been solved or, or dealt with or handled once the qualification cycle was over. It shouldn't be bleeding into the rest of the rest of the year. It shouldn't have gone into the no. next window. That well, should have again- been like priority by the CSA. To Again, get. it
0: just speaks to amateurism, like of as course. an organization, like, and, and, and I guess that goes back to my initial, when you asked how I felt about it, it was, it's just that that overwhelming disappointment. I I just, it was naive, I guess, but I thought these days were done.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Agreed.
0: I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought the days of the CSA being just this running gag, you know, which we part, we took part in because they were, I just thought, Okay. There's a level of professionalism there. That's one thing we can put on the shelf. The results, eh, they'll be good. Sometimes they'll be bad others. That's football. But at least the side of it, the joke side of it is done. But it doesn't seem like it. What's funny is,
2: is that the success made it easy to forget. Yes. The success on the pitch, the success in the stands. So many sellouts, so many iconic moments, victories, points, first fucking place everything must be great at the csa as if like that was the reason why we couldn't qualify for a world cup
0: Mm -hmm.
2: we just needed we just needed a good csa and all of a sudden everybody got good and and i'm guilty of it too like it's just
0: oh yeah when, when, when
2: when the time you know when when you're throwing parties left right and center you forget about the problems and and i mean like in the sense that victory after victory goal after goal Shot of Atakubi jumping into a snow pile after Atakubi jumping into a snow pile, it's all part of. It's it's not to say like any of this was you know this by design that we're going to forget, but it makes it super super easy, and like I mean I'm I'm guilty of it too because like to be naive to think like oh yeah well everything must be okay obviously it was never fixed like they get a new president because the old one got promoted like Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything got better it means that. It means that the old guy who got promoted fooled enough people that he was good at his job at the old one to get the new job, and that the the guy who's replacing him could be just as inept and good at fooling people as the previous guy.
0: Like, although, although I guess that that plays into part of why you know we looked at at at, uh, at him going to Conca and thought, oh wow, the Canadian, you know, exactly. This is great. This, like, this, look, this, look, this, this, look. At- this yeah con, this if must be a sign to, that, look how yeah, well that,
1: it speaks of of our organization and the people yeah, yeah. involved in it and hmm. and it's not to say that everyone involved in canadian soccer is terrible there are oh some God, fantastic people not. involved in canadian soccer i, I would I would, say,
0: I would say it's the opposite that they exactly great, great majority are great and do it for the love and as in most and bureaucratic I do organizations that the the the, the very top is where the problems start
1: exactly because i do want to say as a member of the voyagers um and obviously we do work you know with the csa on on stadium setup and stuff like that um and but the people that we are in contact with at the csa the lower level people who take care of game ops and and getting players to events and like all of these things and set up great you know help set these things up are lovely And work their fucking asses off um so i just want to put that out there that it's not that we hate everybody at the csa we don't we understand that there are great people at all levels but there is there are issues and there are problems at the top and in how the rest of this stuff is organized because yeah you can put on a match you can get a stadium organized you can do all
2: of that and still treat your players like shit yeah they're not they're not they're not they don't go hand in hand they can be exclusive of one another because they're two different departments like the person who's running stadium ops could be an absolute sweetheart delight of a human being but as long as they do their job which is get asses and seat run a nice game no one's going to give them shit but that's not they're not related to anybody who has to deal with the players so like no by by no means this is the kind of like, let's be honest. When usually you slag off an organization, it's not because it's, it's not because of the janitor. Exactly. No, it's,
0: it's, no, it's,
2: not, not, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. the people doing the work. No, it's not the grunts. The grunts aren't the problem. The grunts are the grunts are probably the ones that are often overlooked and will just take the brunt of it because it's the assholes at the top. You know, uh, organize You know, uh, we're not organizations. Uh, like structural toxicity. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a better. It's not the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. Like that, that rot is, is, is hard to to repair, remove, and find a new path forward. And that's not to say, like, I don't know how long the rot's been going on. I assume a long, long time. But now that there's success and, like, you're now getting a crowd of 35,000 people out for a game instead of the usual eight that brings revenue and revenue brings opportunity and opportunity should mean everybody gets a, everybody gets a nice cut of the, uh, cut of the pie. And it's quite clear. It's not the case. So
0: like, and yeah. And and when you get that kind of um, uh, culture at the top, uh, you know, it becomes a very closed club. And when revenues are raising, that little close club is patting themselves on the back because they're doing the job that, you know, one of their jobs is to make revenue happen, right? To make a profit. And, and, and I know that part of the players' uh, wants is to have the ability for more former players to go get to the high levels of the CSA in representation. I know there's been some. But I, th- I think if I'm not mistaken, part of their ass in the negotiations is they'd like to see a better pathway for ex-players uh, to, you know, have a voice near the top. So th- these are these are important things. And, and the more you think about it, I mean, I, I know the, the payment scheme uh, uh, coming out of the World Cup is has been the catalyst to this. But this conversation kind of had to happen now because... Could you imagine if the men's side came in seventh out of eight, and mm-hmm. then tried to and then tried to bring up this kind of issue now? Like, say they'd been eliminated. You know, we yeah. were looking at World Cup. Nobody, nobody would. Uh, oh, some people would care, but nobody. There would be no outcry. Like they would oh, have yeah. no. They would not have, have, have. No position, like, bro. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have none, and and the rest of us would be like, oh fucking CSA, they're at it again, but not really get too fired up of the players like this is their opportunity to, to change things hopefully not just for this cycle but long term if you don't take the shot now like when are you going to do it
2: I, I also feel like the and and i don't know how much it's come out but the whole the whole selling of their soul to this canadian soccer business like i'm i'm going to assume that none of it was done under the consult of the players which is i mean-
0: yeah, which I mean, is it was really at, going it was to be the like time. the biggest
2: problem because it's like, excuse me, that's our earnings, that's yeah. our work, and you gave it up for reasons. You know, like like it's going to come out like, where's our money? And they're going to go, we gave it away already. It was already promised to somebody else. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine working your ass off to get to the World Cup with, let's be honest, there's usually a windfall. Every player gets the, gets at least a small small chunk of it. Whether they win the whole thing or whether they get three group games, but to yeah. find out that no, it's it goes to a corporation instead. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, this whole this whole deal was signed at a time at such a low ebb for the men's program that yeah, it's you know it it, that's... it it did fly under the radar for most, right? So it, it just like that's it, it, it just seems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I don't care yeah the, the 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 heat is on mm. um ben no, be happy. It, you know it just seemed like it seemed like such an administrative uh move when it was all announced it was like oh whatever yeah and you know it led into the C- cpl and the broadcasting and all that stuff it seemed to all go hand in hand and it was just like oh okay you know you know even fans we're guilty i don't think too many of us expected to be in this position with a world cup on our doorstep for Canada. So yeah, I mean, it probably flew under the radar of a great deal of fans, journalists, other officials and players. So, yeah, and now there's a lot of explaining to do all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And so, okay. So let's move on to the, to the explaining or lack of explaining. Um you know, we could talk about the one soccer panel, but I think that's been done to do death. We to? Uh, no, we're not going to. Um, right. It was mostly as expected. Um, so, you know, if you want to watch it, you can find it on YouTube. Um, all you have to just go on Twitter or any other social media to find out people's reactions, myself included. Um, but what happened after was the fairly brief um press conference that uh, Nick Bontis and uh, Earl Cochran, who I completely forgot was even remotely involved with Canada soccer. I had like blanked that from my mind. If you are a Toronto FC fan, you know how most of us feel about this man. It's not good, it's not a friendly feeling. Anyway. Um, that press conference could have been okay if Bontis had not come out swinging and literally, he was so combative and so dismissive and so very emotional. Um, and I get, you know, this is this was an emotional day. I'm sure they've been on a bit of a roller coaster as well, but you know they're they're these guys are whatever high-powered executives used to dealing with all kinds of situations um within their business lives you know they they speak to rooms full of people like they, they've got to handle stuff like this and to be this thrown and this enabled to run kind of a you don't have to be calm. You can be passionate and be upset with the players, which clearly they are. It's all the players' fault, apparently. Um, I just, I'm still like, it's been, it's been two days, and I, I still am flabbergasted at that press conference. Um, you know, you know,
0: you know. It's, it struck me. I mean, we've seen these kind of like player strikes and stuff happen in um, a number of countries. Mm-hmm in uh, so many in the lead up to the World Cup and you always kind of looked at them from far and was like wow this, look at that dysfunction like even though the CSA had its own brand of dysfunction like their job at that press conference in my opinion was to come out and show like a steady, a steady hand is still you know in charge of this ship we got problems but you know don't worry things are we're working on it. it's calm there was no you, you came out of that press conference not knowing
1: oh i felt who... way more stressed going in well yeah and, then, who was, yeah, and who like, is... like after it i i felt much more stressed i did not feel any sense of yeah but who's are in the charge? people you, that you are, are going to felt... make this work
0: no you didn't you really couldn't see who would be who would be the um the person to, to bring them out of this yeah it's
1: it's frightening yeah, no, it's, it's weird, and 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 then they just and they they you know they dodge most of the questions. They ended it very quickly. Um, one of the journalists, who uh, former classmate of mine, uh, Rick Westhead, works for TSN, used to write for the Globe. Um, maybe still writes for the Globe sometimes, I can't remember, Um, who's been the one basically who broke this story. Um, He was still in Toronto. He hadn't flown out to Vancouver yet. But he was there, like, on Zoom with his hand up. You know, you know he was looking to ask some some of the tough questions. And they didn't get very many tough questions. They only took a few, and then they ended very fast, right? And what I thought was interesting was seeing a number of other journalists after the press conference being like, oh, yeah, Rick Westhead was there with his hand up. You know, and they ignored him because they don't want to talk to him. They don't want to talk to anybody that is asking difficult questions. Like, well, what is the financial split then? What have you said to the players? You know, what is what? uh, What is the money you're getting from FIFA? Mm -hmm. Is Canada Soccer keeping all of it? Is some of it going to Canadian soccer business? Like, what is the deal you have? Like, because they're still not. He kept talking about how they couldn't run any of the Canadian soccer programs. Um you know if they only if they if they went ahead with what the what the men are asking for for them and the women and and, and someone else more than one person has said well what are what are you using now yeah you, so, you, if they, you, so if they don't didn't have the, this money yet yeah so, so if they didn't
0: make the world cup what we were canceling the sport
1: like how, how is everything being funded currently so it's... it felt very disingenuous right yeah <sighs> Mark, you want to weigh in? Um, I know we're all just like despondent and tired, right? It's just like ah. As Tony said, why can't we have nice soccer things?
2: Nothing. I would have been more impressed if he'd. I'm sorry, was more impressed. I was zero impressed with this presser. So literally, if he did almost anything else, if he if he said the same thing but added swear words, I would have at least been pretty impressed. Um. If you're not, if you're not willing to take questions, you're a fucking coward. And it means, you know, you're not doing the right thing. If you're right in just in everything that you're doing, you can stand there and take all that beating and answer the questions forthright. And, and you know, the cheek to be, well, you know, transparency is key. And then, all right, I'm going to piss off before you get to ask me a question. Like, I'm, I am not the most analytical journalist, journalistic mind. I'm probably not even the third most on this podcast and Duncan's not even here for this one. And even I could see the, the waft of bullshit, like see it. I can see what I, I could see a smell guys. That's what I'm saying. I could see a scent and it was just, I don't know what could have, could have been said or done for them to have kept their position and still not come across like petty shitheads. I don't know what they could have done differently that would have at least at, at least had me semi-sympathetic. The likelihood I was going to be sympathetic was was almost zero to begin with. And then they spoke, but at least let me understand where you're coming from. But the guilt, double talk and bullshit was just, was a buffet for the amount of time that they're out there. Oh, like, they
1: so tried to lay the guilt on.
2: Oh, And I'm... I don't know. I, I don't want to... I can't say I'm over it because this is probably like the first time <laughs> that I've really noticed <laughs> how much the bullshit is. But I'll be over it the second time he does it. And I, I suspect that'll be soon. Um, this is... Uh, i am To say it's not a good look is an understatement, but... If this is who the players are dealing with. I don't fucking feel an iota of sorrow for their position. Like, meaning the the Bontis and Cochran. I don't. I can't feel for them. They're, if anything, they're just towing the line of, of stinginess, garbage, bullshit, lies. That like this is why unions get created. And I'm not sure how, like, I'm not sure how the, how this is, this is just my ignorance. Not, this isn't like a theoretical, I don't know how this could be, how you can do this. I don't know how a player union players union can work um, <clears throat> for a national team where the players typically go play somewhere else. I'm sure it can happen. I don't know. Like it, it may not even be a union, but just a player's association where a representative goes and speaks on their behalf. But um that needs to happen immediately for the players. If it hasn't happened already, Um, I want them to get exactly what's fair. It doesn't sound like what they're being offered is very fair from what little I know. Um, And I want to see Bonta squirm more like, like for, for bad, not for I'm going to put on this performative speech about transparency Uh, that kind of that's not a squirm he he thought he did good Um, I want to see him suffer after that because that's not that's not good business for your employees and it's not good business for your customers it's not good business for your sponsors
0: for a guy uh, for a guy who speaks to rooms and gets paid for it he sure doesn't know how to read a room if he thinks uh, Canada was going to turn against its uh, players I know Sure, you're gonna have always have a few uh, you know, voices here and there who uh love to buy into the anti labor you know spiels, but uh, wow, these guys are like you know, fresh off of being this country's like the sports uh, biggest uh, heroes in the men's game for a long, long time. Yeah, we're all gonna turn against them. Yeah. For you, is room for, for you, Dr. It's Nick. all the
2: greedy players' fault. Is room illiteracy a thing?
0: Yeah but uh, but you made, you made a good point mark about uh, about who the players have to deal with now this is the highest level of canadian players like these are this is the the team going to the world cup can you imagine how difficult it must be for cpl players if they're dealing with the same kind of group of people and and you know trying to get some labor justice
1: yeah yeah. Well, and I thought it was very telling that uh Bontis flew back to Toronto on Monday. So as I said, I'd guys, I, I tweeted this. I said that either, either that was some conversation on Sunday night, or the players don't want to talk to Bontis. And I'm not sure which it is.
2: I mean, it's not a good look for your boss a to of both not dealing with it. Like well, like it doesn't take a math in mach- Like, don't you think he should stay in
1: town? Yeah, like it to work on this. Plus, there's a match on Thursday.
2: I'm sure that now is like the match of this window before they fly off to Paris, right? Like, I'm sure he's got to take his his one of his kids to horseback riding lessons or something, and it, it has to be him. But this is his job, and he gets paid to do this job, and part of it is to be accountable for the shit that goes down. Him buggering off is disrespectful if there's like if if we're supposed to believe that they're actively working on on a resolution and they really don't everybody feels that you know what we don't need you nick you can go we've got this are you shitting me you just had a game canceled due to player unrest are you shitting me are you absolutely you're the leader of what exactly what do you lead anything do you do it well? I doubt it. Doesn't look like it because you had to go home. Absolute shit show.
0: But then that's a good question, though. So who is in charge? Yeah. Is it? No, is no, it really, no, really. Oh, sure, is, no, no, no,
1: exactly. No, I was talking. I was talking to somebody else about this last night. Who? Who is negotiating with the players? Like, no, no.
0: But beyond uh, beyond who? even who at the CSA, is it the CSA?
1: Yeah. Is it someone or is it, or, from CSB? Or yeah. Like, oh my is it, God! Is it, can you imagine?
0: Of, is it one of these other arms? Like, do they have the the say in how money is? Uh, like, who knows? Again, we go back to this: who knows? Because everything's shrouded in like you know mystery. There's some spreadsheet somewhere that with you know Venn diagrams and triangles on it showing where money is going. Like eh. this, they do themselves no favors through this. Not okay. Not that okay. We don't know how money flows around all kinds of organizations and corporations, but you know, when you're trying to win hearts and minds out there, you might want to give some clarity when those kind of questions are being asked very loudly.
1: Yeah. Ah, so um, fun times, fun times. It's, it's so, it's so good to have Canadian soccer in the international news again.
2: They're back, people baby
1: people from, <laughs> from everywhere across North America and abroad writing about your, your team and your country. Ah, yay. So much fun. Um, In the end, I think we all agree that, you know, obviously we, we support, we support the players of both the men's squad and the women's squad. um, And that, they deserve to be they deserve to be compensated they deserve to be compensated uh equally and fairly um that there definitely needs to be more transparency and that's not to say that they need to lay every single detail of every single thing out on the floor for everyone to see but obviously there needs to be better transparency with the two uh the two squads um and that going forward you know there's there's going to need to be some sort of you know you figure something's going to change at the csa but there just needs to be something that everyone needs to come out and, and both sides both sides need to come out and be like well this is you know like you want to see something unified at the end of this you want to see them come together, negotiate something, um, and then present. If not a unified front, then at least something that speaks of a more a stronger working relationship. So that this isn't something that is happening, you know, after the World Cup um, again, or after the women go to the World Cup you know, like there's, there's layers to this. And this is, this is an ongoing yearly process in some cases. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Um, but in the short term, we want like for the men going to the next world cup and for the, for the women going, you know, to their next, yeah. want them to go with, with I, I don't want this to support. be on their, in their minds at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want them I to just be able focus to focus on, on the, the game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like, yes,
1: exactly.
0: Like, like Hannah's got it hard enough going to Qatar. Like, like any distraction is crap, and it's just man. Like, well, we get back to the frustration. Like, of all, of, this could have happened like any year, and now it has to happen yeah. now. Like, and and it's on the CSA. This is on the CSA. This is not like, as I said, if the, yeah. if the if the if the players didn't do it now, there was no time other otherwise yeah. to do it mm-hmm. and get attention. But. Jesus, like,
1: I know. Shoot, and then, shoot
0: yourself in the foot after decades.
1: And journalists, please ask the hard questions. And 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 if you think some if you think, if you think, you know, like everybody needs hard questions, that's fine. But please just ask them. Let's not write puff pieces. Let's not write attack pieces. Let's talk about what has been happening. And I've seen some good journalism out there. There's some people who are trying to, you know, present a history and present, you know. You know, what has been happening, but
0: come on. Yeah, well, let's let's hope the CSA doesn't decide to to, uh, talk only through uh, one specific uh, outlet, though. Exactly. That shall not be named.
1: Exactly. All right, so after all of that, we are actually looking forward to a match on Thursday night versus Curacao.
2: Are, are, um, are we Are we like genuinely guys, are we really? I am,
1: I, I'm <laughs> genuinely looking forward to it. I really am, I just wanna see them play. And the match is going forward. It's, you know, they've stated that it's happening. Um, so Thursday night in BC. So yes, my fellow East Coasters, eastern time eastern standard time and so on yes we have to stay up late if we're going to watch this one so sorry about that um but you know bc deserves bc deserves some matches uh so this is a nation's league match i don't even remember what nation's league is for anymore quite frankly Uh, nations i think
0: Mm -hmm. oh nations who like leagues Mm
1: -hmm. (gasps) even better even better um Anyway, so this is their, this is their first match. Um, they've got Curacao on Thursday and then on, um, when's the next, when's the match against Honduras? Is it next Tuesday or Monday? It's Monday. So they're in Honduras on Monday. Um, again, it's the, we've got the late match 10 o'clock start uh, for Eastern time um, and, and, you know, go from there. Um, but as much as, you know, we might sort of like be like, Oh, Curacao, whatever. Um, you know, this is a team that's under a bit of emotional turmoil right now, but this is also a team that needs games. Like they need to keep playing regardless of what nation's league does for, for their standings in the, in the world standings or, um, what this leads to, which I can't remember. Is it for not the gold cup? What is it for again?
0: You get to be a nation.
1: Oh, okay. In a league?
0: You get to stay in the UN, apparently. Nice.
2: That's so cool. We should totally try and qualify for the EU. They're, apparently there's space.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. Ooh, if, I, I, if, if Canada um, uh, loses against Curacao, they drop down to being a Dominion again.
1: Ugh. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. I don't,
0: I don't like, like, these like things. that at all.
1: Um. Anyway, uh, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an odd tournament, right. But it's, but it's played, it's played everywhere. So Um, it's not just, there's, there's our nation's league. There's, you know, UEFA has their nation's league and um, everyone's playing
0: all those nations. Exactly. That's the micro nations league.
1: (laughs) Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, It's good to have it's good to have games. Games are games are important Um, and time for this squad to continue to to gel and and um, keep that chemistry going because, you know, they haven't played together for a few months. Right. So and the squad that was called, you know, we talked about last week is, you know, most of most of the players you would expect to see. So it's important for them to spend time together. Um, And yeah, so this, this uh, above everything else, these games, this tournament is important for that.
0: Um, It is, but like, I I, I know we're kind of moving on from everything we just spoke of, but man, it must be hard to like, you know what it's like when you're with a group of colleagues or friends and there's some big thing going on. It's uh, hard to switch your minds. I, 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 have no uh fear that they won't put a performance in but geez like it it just couldn't be worse for preparing for the world cup
1: or in a very weird way maybe this bonds them all closer together
0: Yeah, possibly i mean yeah that's a that's a good way of looking at it that maybe herdman can can give them a a, a, give them a bunker mentality where it's them versus you know we're gonna do this despite and show the csa why we're you know so valuable and maybe there's that, but yeah, it would just be better. It would be better without. Of course
1: it would. Of course it would. All of this would be better without. Um. So I don't know. I'm trying to remember how often Canada has played uh, Curacao. Um, you know, I feel like we used to play them more often um, just because we couldn't play any of the bigger teams.
2: Right. So um, yeah, it, that, that- <laughs> it was that that round or two before we get eliminated
0: yeah
1: yeah exactly no that was and that and that was that was basically it right um
0: they were always the uh, the gateway to saint vincent
2: but so,
1: um so
2: uh last time um thank you the uh, uh we have played them many time once <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, was the, was, was the lack of pluralization on purpose?
2: Yes, it was. Oh, so it wow. once, really? It was an international yeah. friendly way back. Right. Tony, you think 2020 was a long time ago? Imagine I do. what 2017 must have been like. June 14th, 2 1 win over the Mighty Curacao.
1: Did zero score? Were,
2: were we at that game? Strong question. Um, Trying to find. Was it raining?
1: <laughs> no, that was that wasn't that a bemo
2: Were we at that uh, game? Um, Anthony jackson mel and Mandrakar James were the goal scorers. Mandrikar that, James. Starting, that's starting to feel like. Uh, nope, Saputo. Oh, yeah. God! Did I go to Montreal for that? I, no, I, remember, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think
1: I've. I don't think I've seen a Canada match in Montreal.
2: Going, uh, uh, just. Flipping on the television and going, oh shit, there's a game on, and then watching it. So, they had to come back from being one one nil down, and that has been your Canada Curacao minute.
1: God, that was five years you ago. Was and only we minute barely, minute. and we barely beat that Curacao. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, so they're playing, they're playing Curacao, um, and then they play Honduras, and yeah, like the Nations League, it's a new tournament, right? Like it's what four or five years old. And it's just, you know, more games, more trophies. But for this particular year, more games is good because it keeps these guys playing together. So um, 10.30 start uh, for those of you in Toronto. um, It is on the network that shall not be named right now. Um, Canada should beat them handily. They really, really should. Mm -hmm. Um, This should be something for them to blow off some steam, um, shake the kinks out of the last week and put something together. Now, again, as Tony said, you know, maybe they're too rattled. Who knows? I'm hoping for the opposite that they're going to be like, okay, this is just exactly what we need. And, you know, sort of look more ahead to the Honduras match, which again, Honduras not having the best year, but obviously the more difficult team to face in Honduras, you know, that's never easy. Um. So this match should be the one that they win.
0: Don't diss the Blue Liquor Boys. Should be
2: <laughs> really. I, I I feel like that's um, or at least be sponsored by it. I don't I don't even yeah. know. Oh, there you go. Like that would be an absolute comedic delight. <laughs> but, uh, um. All right
1: predictions Mm.
0: so yeah unconvincing yet 3-1 victory i know a a 3-1 unconvincing sounds ridiculous but you know what i mean they'll get they'll they'll get the win but there'll be questions which will make narrative
2: fair um i'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with four 0 for Canada. Mm. Um, that will launch them to the top of the group C standings. And if you think Honduras is having a bad year so far, they've already fucking lost to Curacao. I know. <laughs> they've already lost. They've lost. Everyone who's listening, they've lost. Honduras has lost to Curacao. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, they're just bad because everybody suits the class in in in, in World Cup qualifying. No, it continues. They're still shit.
0: Um, so yeah, don't don't yeah. they know they could stop being a nation? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had a good run, El Salvador they had a good run, waiting, waiting, um, to take their place. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This just, is this enough? is this is not fully work, everyone. This is yeah, this is I, professional I'm just broadcasting.
2: Curious, is your Wi-Fi taking a shit or are you taking a shit? I can't tell. Um,
1: what was the score of the Honduras Curosa match, Mark? Um, the 1-0. Uh, oh, it was 1-0. Okay. Um two one? Canada, Canada, Canada 4-1. I, I don't think it'll be a clean sheet. There, they're gonna they're gonna concede early and then refocus and come back and uh, throw a bunch at them. So 4-1. Four, 4-1. One, four, one. Um now, no, I guess we'll try and I guess we'll try and record on Monday next week um, to talk about the Honduras match, but maybe not. So if we haven't talked about Honduras match, guys, we're sorry. We'll either recap it or have a really late preview that you'll listen to after the match because that's just the way things work. Are
2: we? Are we we're not. Are we not doing players to watch? Because I got Elson. Oy! Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. Sure, yeah, go for it. Go fill
1: your boots, dude. Tony, Let's hear
2: it, Tony. There's some yummies in here. There's a pretty good one. Um, if you're oh, starting, don't like start. my tweet, if you're angry it. at me, just um, no, I no, it's it's just this is I I feel like I feel like this is uh, um, there's there's some good ones. I'll I'll try not to take take all the good ones. All okay. right, but uh, I'll give you a chance to go catch up. But uh, um, a name that we've actually heard of uh, because. He plays for Columbus, the keeper, Eloy Room. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh that's a good one. And actually the, the close, I mean, I want, I mean, is, is just brilliant. But um, if you're feeling like you're a little thirsty, uh spare a thought for uh Giro Margarita. So delicious. Yeah, he plays for
0: Top Oss. Wait a minute. Yeah. 24 appearances for Southampton, 21 appearances for Everton, 17 appearances for Stoke, 11 for Fine on Loan. Cucco Martina.
1: Hey, I was looking at him too. Yeah, right.
0: Damn. Wow. But look who
1: he plays for now, the go-ahead Eagles. Go That's ahead. That's fucking fantastic.
0: We may have a lot of Br- uh, Bradleys, but they have Brandley. That's an extra N. That's
2: Kirkland brand Bradley yeah brandley oh well you know gotta be careful about
1: leandro Bacuna because he's he's he, he plays for cardiff mm. so he might know you know have like juniors game on lockdown kind of thing
0: there's only one roly Bonevacia, though
1: that's such a great name
2: i don't know i could see this whole thing uh just collapsing especially if uh Rangelo Jenga gets a fucking.
0: Uh, I, know, I can see that. <laughs> is that like, like Curioso's D'Angelo?
2: Rangelo.
0: Rangelo Jenga.
2: That sounds uh, like a, that just sounds like a villain in a comic book. I don't know which one.
0: I, I but think it's like, saying Attack of the Clones.
2: Oh, yes. Yes. Good one. Good shout. But um, yeah. Yeah. Those, those, I think those are the players to watch. Um,
0: I think uh, we can. Well- Sadly, they unless they call up uh, recent goalkeeper call up Zeus de la Paz. Oh my God! It just scrolled down. God damn!
2: Oh, <laughs> That's magical, literally <laughs> or godly, whatever. Do yeah. you think Ruben Clevert's related to anybody? Just asking for a friend.
0: It's somewhere down some bloodline, he's <laughs> so got
2: it. He's got to be right. Uh, oh, Kluivert, uh, Apparently, Clevert's uh, father Patrick had a successful footballing career in Europe. It, you, oh he Patrick Cleary yeah he had a successful career in Europe.
0: yeah I'm yeah, surprised yeah, that I've,
2: this personal life it. bio on Wikipedia isn't like uh, uh, Ruben Cloyvert and then it's like a sentence about him and then three paragraphs about his dad because really that would be fair um he's got a brother who's playing for uh, OG niece hmm. nice so he's the lesser brother okay that's fine sorry Rubens
0: man Curacao is all over the place this is, this is, this is great. They're just, they're just, they're Dutch C is what they are.
2: Oh, uh, uh, te- I, I never knew how to pronounce his first name. Chong.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, holy shit. I didn't realize he was a. Uh, Curacao.
0: Kuros-
2: thank you. I, I, I need to brush up on my deminence.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. It just, just that makes one. sense to me. Curacao sounds right. So I'm just going I, with that. This
2: is this is the filler people come to expect. So, um, oh yeah, uh, yeah, because this because this show wasn't long enough. So, well, I mean, we're this, we're trending into like an hour forty right now. So we're doing. Oh, I know we are.
0: <laughs> That's not too bad. Let's finish here. We're high.
1: <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Things will things will improve. I can feel it. I can feel it. You know, win on Thursday.
2: You get much worse than this. And then it gets much worse.
1: As they See, I wasn't going to say anything like that, Mark. Why must you put things like that out into the ether? Come on now.
2: We lost some penalties, Kristen. That's why.
0: <laughs> on the next episode of the of Minority, FIFA gives Canada a spot to the Ukraine.
2: <laughs> oh. Scotland gets in. Hooray. Oh wait, they've already been knocked out. Never mind. I'm oh. gonna I might cut that out. Or might not. I might it might be lazy. I
1: I I don't know what to do with that. Charity. All right, everybody. That that has been our show for this week. It's been it was there's a lot going on. There's a lot of emotion. Everyone's got a lot of feelings about a lot of things. We hope that things improve over the coming days. That Canada wins on Thursday, that Canada Soccer comes to its senses that things become more transparent as we keep saying Um, and that maybe everyone takes a little bit of a step back. Like I, I, I will admit, even I've been guilty about being just a little like rage filled at times over the last couple of days, just because so much has happened and so much just silliness has occurred around all of this, but we got to remember. It's just a sport. (laughs) It's not the be all and end all.
0: Hey, I was you... kidding. I was kidding when I said they, uh, FIFA would give the uh, spot to the Ukraine because you don't say the Ukraine anymore. It's just Ukraine. Canada will oh, listen, okay. up to yeah, just yeah, Ukraine. It's... Get it right. Um, people... <laughs> so, so there's
1: good news. There's good news. Anyway, I'm kidding. Um... Well, they can't because
0: they they'd have to give. Well, who, who knows? Crazy stuff happens. Maybe they give it to New Zealand. Oh, they're still in it, aren't they?
1: Please join us next week um when we hopefully recap a, a a win for canada um talk about the match against honduras um we're gonna look ahead to a tfc match
2: because they're back soon um yeah are you, we are going Kristen, yeah we're going I, to i was sure you were going to say hopefully we're going to recap a game <laughs> <laughs> nah. no because the game is happening it's happening it's early it uh-huh.
1: is that, happening the game that, this game will go forward i this game will this, go forward those games quoted will happen. kristen
0: knowles put that on a t-shirt
1: yes do it i stand by this the game <clears throat> is happening everyone can oh, just boy. settle it's fine
0: when the tickets are fine sale? but you know what i mean
1: <laughs> the tickets are already on sale you can get tickets, well, tickets. Where,
0: where are they playing though what's the venue <laughs>
1: They're playing at BC Place. Come oh, on.
0: see, you know. You just you you always know all this Voyager stuff and you always hide it from us.
1: Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been a deep, dark
2: secret where this match is taking place. We've only wanted transparency from you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Enough the
0: podcast. of this, Enough <laughs> of this Chris, <laughs> Kristen soccer business.
2: <laughs> you know, my name is not spelled with a C. It is now. No, yeah. it, no it is not. For this joke, it has to be. No, yeah.
0: fuck you all. PSB just we sounds you. weird.
1: People suck. All right, let's
0: There's, see on this it's, fucking it's podcast. It's also the hashtag of this show, by the way. <sighs> well, that's up to Mark, but it would be funny.
2: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Uh-huh. <sighs> that's Isn't the it end it? of our show.
0: Okay. It just, Thank it you just, for listening. It just Come briefly squeaked past Zeus de la Paz. Mm. Sure. Aww.
1: I've been joined by two of the other folk minority panelists because Duncan's not here. Hmm. Uh, so to be found out on the Twitters at Mark FC, Mr. Tony Walsh.
0: This was a glass podcast of emotion.
1: Uh, out in the Twitterverse at KitnerdMark Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley.
2: Thank you to all our Patreon supporters for your continuous generosity. We absolutely appreciate it we got shirts. Some of these phrases that we said on this podcast could be shirts. No pressure, Tony. Uh, You can find them (laughs) on our Zazzle shop. You can find that link on our website, VogelMinority.ca and um, yeah, yeah. Who'd have have thought that uh, this this would be the week of soccer, huh? We actually thought this was going to be like the easiest, laziest week
0: possible.
2: And thanks, assholes. Thanks. Yep
0: no no promises but uh, I expect to see a lot of people at BC Place showing up in there will absolutely be a match Kristen Knowles t-shirts <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> as for me you can find me on the internet yes the entire internet at KZ Knowles I've been your host Kristen Knowles until next week Canada I mean, I don't want you to get used to this but get used to it